Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadi. Today is Tuesday, February 20th. Coming up, we'll learn more about the life and legacy of Lisa Lopez Galvin, the woman who died in last Wednesday's shooting at Union Station. But first, some headlines. Jackson County's prosecutor says the massive investigation into last week's shooting is progressing. KCUR's Luke Martin reports. Prosecutor Jean Peters Baker says we'll know soon if additional and more severe charges will be brought against two suspects over the mass shooting that left 22 injured and one person dead. But she admits that Missouri's loose gun laws will hamper prosecution. On Monday, she called out state lawmakers for expanding the state's so-called stand-your-ground law and blasted their approach to gun laws for minors. Juveniles should not be allowed to possess weapons legally in the state of Missouri, and they are right now. And they are right now. Baker says investigators recovered long guns and handguns at the scene. She says state law currently protects and supports people who would bring firearms to such an event. Jackson County lawmakers say they're exploring how they could pass gun safety measures, even though Missouri prevents local governments from passing their own gun laws. The county legislature heard from residents about their experiences with gun violence yesterday. Geraldine Watson lives near Prospect Avenue in Kansas City. She criticized the abundance of high-powered firearms. With the escalating gun violence of these arsenal of weapons that are military style, I say enough is enough. The county legislature plans to send recommendations for policy changes to the Missouri legislature. Kansas lawmakers are considering whether to double state funding for anti-abortion counseling centers to $4 million annually. Advocates say the centers give women with unplanned pregnancies the resources they need to choose childbirth instead of abortion, like free baby supplies and emotional support. Bridget Smith is CEO of Insight Women's Center in Lawrence. We provide compassionate care for women who come in and are in a pregnancy crisis. They're driven by emotions, oftentimes an emotion of fear. And we provide them a safe place to talk through the options of their pregnancy. But critics say the centers use misleading tactics to discourage abortion. Lawmakers and advocates are poised to advance the bill and others pushed by anti-abortion groups. Those include requiring abortion patients to answer more questions and allowing pregnant women to seek child support payments. We'll be back after this. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. A GoFundMe for the family of Lisa Lopez Galvin, who died in last Wednesday's mass shooting in Kansas City, has raised more than $350,000. Lopez Galvin was a 43-year-old mother of two who was best known for her work as a DJ on radio station KKFI and in the local Latino community. Her brother, Beto Lopez, is mayor pro tem of Lee's Summit and CEO of the nonprofit Guadalupe Centers. He told KCUR's Steve Kraske about Lopez Galvin's love for the Kansas City Chiefs and for her community. Here's part of their conversation. Lopez 
those people that have lost loved ones, there's a process, right? Uh, and the manner in which we lost my sister, obviously the initial shock, I think that has sunk in. And uh, we're definitely into the mourning stage and just getting prepared to to give her a respectful, you know, laying her to rest in a respectful manner. And so we're getting ready for that. But uh, uh, we just, you know, we're hurting. Our whole family, our entire family is hurting. And uh, it's such a tragic loss to a, a beautiful soul. You know, we hear that our son, who was also shot, was released from the hospital. How is he doing? My nephew, Mark, is, is coming along okay, uh, you know, from his injury. Um, obviously, as I've stated before to other people in the community, he, he has a major broken heart. Um, and so uh, we're, we're going to continue to be supportive and be there for him as long as we need to. And he has a younger sister also uh, that was not hurt, but she was there as well that day. And um, we're going to need to support her as well. But my sister was caught right in the middle of it, um, plain and simple. Hmm. Well, let's talk about her a little bit. Who who was she, Beto? You know, I've said before that when you have tragedies like these, they are not just a number. They're not just a statistic. They're real human beings. And my sister, Lisa, obviously was a big human being in the Kansas City community. Um, she used the, the DJ platform and her uh, radio station co-hosting on KKFI uh, as a means to to help others, um, not just sharing information and and sharing her music, the, her love for music, but um, many many volunteer opportunities to to raise money for a lot of charities uh, and special interests in the community. And we're we're it's it's amazing how people are coming out of the woodwork, you know, just telling us how special she was, just strangers that she touched in all facets, all areas of the metro area, and and that's very comforting. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was a big-hearted person, family, uh, great mother, great wife, great grandmother. Uh, to me, more importantly, she was a great sister. Hmm. Um, whenever she greeted you, as as you all have seen the past week or so, many photos of her, that smile was real. That smile was really embracing uh, for any stranger that first met her, and uh, and and that's that's the legacy. That's what we're going to remember as um, you know the rest of our lives and. Um, just just someone that gave her heart uh, and her shirt off to to help anyone in need, and um, and and that's who really who she was, and so um, I think the community is going to sorely miss her for sure. She's been described often uh, in recent days as the life of the party. Do you buy that description? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's the youngest of four siblings. I'm the oldest, and. I can assure you she was the cool aunt um, and uh, the fun aunt. Um, and my other sister doesn't like hearing that, but I think she would agree. Um, she she just was, uh, um, you know, you know, I know we all have hardships in our lives, but boy, if she ever did, she would never show it. Uh, just came in with the positive attitude um, and uh, definitely the life of the party, whether it was socially uh, or in any kind of setting, it could have been a serious meeting, but she kind of kept things positive and, and um, you know, just in, in good perspective always. Can you tell us a bit about your family, Beto, and, and where did you all grow up? Yeah, so we, so my siblings and I were first generation uh, Americans. Uh, my father is originally from Mexico, my mother from El Salvador. They met here in high school and, and uh, were married here in Kansas City. So we all were born and raised in Kansas City. And we, we my parents, my grandparents settled in the old historic West Side neighborhood. Uh, which was a, an amazing upbringing for us, great environment, and still is. Um, but um, 
a, a lot of loving uh, neighborhood community support then and as well as today. Well, she was a DJ at local radio station KKFI, as you've mentioned here. I can only assume that music was a big part of her life. Yes. Um, you know, I, I kind of chuckle when, when people ask me that question, and I've said this publicly. Um, absolutely. She had a love for music. We all do, actually. Um, but we, we, we come from three generations of, of, of uh, musicians, decorated musicians, starting with my great-grandfather, my grandfather, and, and my dad, uh, who uh, started the first mariachi band concept mm. in Kansas City many years ago. Uh, but he could play multiple instruments um, and can read and write music, obviously. Um, when he first came here as an immigrant, did, did not know very much English, but he knew how to read a, a scale and uh, played big band music and jazz and blues. And I think Lisa was the one that that uh, I think that rubbed off on the most, although she does not really play any instrument. Um, and I'll give her credit. She was a decent singer. Um None of us were really musicians, but she took up the DJ uh, path. And so technically she considered herself a musician and, and uh, we were very supportive of that. And, and the fact that she's out there promoting and my father in many occasions uh, was there at the same events that she was at while she was DJing. And those are really cool memories that I think not only will our family have, but uh, I think they shared with the rest of the Kansas City community. And uh, absolutely, music uh, just livens things up. And if you're down, can bring anyone up. And, and that's what she did with her, with that talent and that platform. We have a little clip of uh, Lisa DJ here. Uh, let's check this out. Hey, hey, hey! Go ahead, go ahead. My kind of party. All right, this is it, guys. Thank you again for being here with DJ Lisa G on a Saturday afternoon. I'm going to try to do it again next Saturday. I love you guys. Stay safe. Mask up. This thing is for real. And y'all know that I got to give a scenic view of what I've got behind me and around me. So here we go. This is my fan, my fan base, my fan base. Well, I guess when people say she was larger than life, Beto, that's what we're talking about right there, right? That's an ideal, perfect example right there. And yeah. I'm sure there's hundreds of clips like that um, throughout the time that, that she was uh, doing her thing as a DJ. Yeah. For sure, yes. You know, I get the impression that playing fiestas was, you know, something of a way for her to celebrate Kansas City's uh, Latin community. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, the fiestas are a big deal. Um, and they uh, the Guadalupe Center has... A big part of that role where you do with challenges in life people a way to release and and uh forget about anything bad happening in your life a fiesta and music was a perfect therapy um it was back then and here in kansas city and it still is the case and lisa even at a young age um, understood that history embraced it and continued that legacy and try to promote it just just to help people feel happy and um whatever worries they have, at least they can, you know, forget about them for, for an hour or two while they're at a fiesta or, or some yeah. party. Well, if she wasn't DJing, what was she doing in her free time, Beto? Um, she, she actually had a, a career in, in the personnel, uh, in HR personnel industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's what she did mainly full time, quite, quite frankly, um, for most of her, her career, her, mm-hmm. her professional adult life. And she was very good at it. 
And so um, in, in that in that capacity, in, in that environment, she obviously uh, was very sensitive and impacted many individuals as well. Um, to her, in, in, in any career path, but in that one specifically, you're dealing with humans. And uh, to her, they were not a number, right? And just a job placement. Um, she, she genuinely uh, felt for a lot of her clients and wanted to make sure they were in a good spot so that they can continue to support their families and be productive you know, um, in, in, in our community and, you know, how, how best can you do that? But with the job, and, was your uh, sister a Chiefs she, fan? Absolutely. Yes. Um, she, she was an overall Kansas city sports fan, uh, the Royals as well, but even the other local sports teams. And, um, yes, she was a huge Chiefs fan. And, um, you know, ultimately, um, I guess that's somewhat fitting that she was there celebrating as most people, you know, many people were that day in Kansas City to celebrate the Chiefs' repeat victory in the Super Bowl. And obviously she was happy. She was happy, and that's a memory, and that's something we'll take away with us in midst of, you know, the tragedy that um, at least that day when she left her home, she and my brother-in-law and, and niece and nephew um, knew that they were very joyful, like most Kansas City people. Um, and, um, yeah, she was a diehard Chiefs fan for sure. And, and she made sure people were aware. She, she had a strong voice and I've shared that with people as well. She was definitely the loudest, uh, Chiefs <laughs> fan in our family for sure. That was KCUR's Steve Kraske and Beto Lopez, brother of Lisa Lopez Galvin. You can hear their entire conversation from KCUR's Up to Date at KCUR.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Anna Schmidt and KCUR Studios and edited by Madeline Fox and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. If you like our show, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously, but you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit radioactive on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party and it's going to be bumping. You got to be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.